0: And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. I think this episode wins the award for least amount of words that me, Megan, the host, actually spoke. Today, I sat down and talked with Sarah Smalls, who is... You might know her as the Empowered Empath. She is a medical intuitive and a holistic business coach. And Sarah really believes that the pathway to healing inevitably leads you to your soul's purpose. She is on a mission to change the way we approach healing with chronic illnesses and is committed to helping other women who have hit healing or business plateaus to incorporate what she believes is the most potent aspect of your growth the emotional, energetic, and spiritual. And I have was so engrossed in this conversation that I kind of forgot that I had to participate and learned so much. I'm obsessed with this conversation. You guys are going to be too. Let's jump in. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've been so excited to get a chance to talk with you. I'm so
1: happy to be on with you, Megan. I'm excited to chat.
0: I love everybody to take a little time to introduce themselves. So let's hear in your words, who is Sarah?
1: A hard one. (laughs) It's like that big (laughs) question. It's like, who am I inside? (laughs) Yeah. Like quick wrap it up in five words or less. No, you take all the time (laughs) you need. So, you know, I I usually, like, even with my own clients, I'm like, you're more than what illness you have. You're more than what you do for a job or work. But uh, those are certainly things that for me and my life have defined me to some extent. Uh, They are not all of me, but I... From my brand, which is called The Empowered Empath. And it's so fulfilling to help other empaths who are people who feel so deeply in their life and they feel other people's emotions, sometimes even physical sensations, as if they're their own. And that's me too. I I am an empath. That's part of who Sarah Small is. And so I love supporting other women who resonate with that. And I am also a woman who has. Struggled with chronic illness for, gosh, over a decade and been through a lot of just trials and challenges, but really overcome so much as far as my physical health goes as well. So those are some of the things I'm really passionate about that are are part of who I am.
0: (laughs) When did you first know or realize that you were empathic or I guess that there was a name for your thoughts or emotions. Mm-hmm. And how did you harness that?
1: Gosh, it took me a really long time to realize that there was a name for, for being highly sensitive and not sensitive as in, Oh, you're so weak, but instead sensitive as in, wow, this is something you you can harness and you can use as a strength. And I was in my mid twenties by the time I finally heard this word floating around called empath. And at first, I didn't even understand that. I was like, Oh, is that like sympathy? And it's it's quite different than sympathy. And so once I was able to really realize that being an empath, made so many things in my life click and make sense on a deeper level of why it was so hard for me to be in crowds or to be out and about all day because I was picking up all these things from other people as I was just living my life and not realizing it on a conscious level and also not clearing it. So I was just feeling so much all the time that my own emotions became quite confusing. And so by my later 20s, I was able to harness it and I was able to say, you know what, this is not a weakness. This allows me to listen to my body, to communicate with other people on a deeper level and really use my feelings as a way to help build my business, to connect to clients, to connect to my fiance and other relationships in my life. And now I see it as something that helps me every single day.
0: There's something this really interesting battle that we all come up against, I think, when we learn to accept and utilize both our strengths and our mm-hmm. weaknesses in a way that benefits yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. And quote unquote strength and weakness, yeah, I well, guess. I,
1: I love there's a quote, I don't know who it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your stumbling stones turn into your, your building blocks. And so it's like using those things that seem and at first look feel like the worst most challenging things in our lives and really allowing those things to lift us up to be messengers to give us strength and and provide lessons in our life.
0: I think it works the other way too. I don't know where I had
1: heard it first but it blew my
0: mind the first time that somebody said list out all of your strengths and then they said really look at that and honestly think are these sometimes your biggest weaknesses mm-hmm. and I identified so strongly with that
1: yeah absolutely it makes a lot of sense I think it does go both way like you mentioned
0: so one of the pieces that I was drawn to you so strongly to Sarah was um your mm-hmm. podcast and one of the topics that you talked about in your podcast a couple episodes ago was about how we physically manifest our mm-hmm. emotions, can you dive into this a little bit more? Yeah, for us?
1: absolutely. This is something I've become very passionate about and has really become one of my expertise within my my business is helping people identify the emotional roots of their physical symptoms. and so what can happen is especially as the empath but but everybody on this planet and they there's research that shows gosh i can't remember who to attribute this to but about 20 percent of the population is is the highly sensitive people but we all have intuitive abilities (laughs) and so we all feel we all feel things and when we say feel feel a negative emotion of anger and we feel this deep anger maybe within us towards somebody it really doesn't matter what the situation is and we don't have a healthy outlet to be able to express that anger. Or let's say, for example, we've been taught that expressing anger is a negative thing. Oh, don't be angry. Don't cry. You know, get back up. Go fight and 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 go on and move forward and forget about it. And especially if we've heard many of those things in our life, we might experience anger, which is a totally normal human emotion that is not inherently negative we just don't want to hold on to it forever but it's okay to experience it when we're when we're in that moment but what happens is people might experience anger go oh I, I shouldn't be feeling this way and then they don't have a healthy outlet for it therefore it manifests physically because emotions just like, the furniture I'm sitting on and the words I'm saying, everything has energy. Everything has energy in our life as well as our emotions. And if you remember going back to science class when you are a little girl, like energy can be created but not destroyed. And so this energy of our emotion, if it's not let out or expressed in some way, then it goes inward. And what I find, and this is just a theme I've seen in, in my work, is that anger is often, if not expressed in a more healthy way, then starts to manifest in the liver. And the if you have um really backed up liver, and some signs of that might be uh, acne, for example, any sort of skin issues can be a sign that the liver is a little slow or backed up. Well, anger can live in the liver. And that's not the case for every single person. But again, that's a theme I've seen. Whereas um, grief, grief, I often feel in people's lungs and heart, um, heart being a little more obvious, because we think of it that way, but also in the lungs. And so these emotions get pushed down, forced down into these different parts of our body, whether it's an organ or, you know, the the hip or the hip joint or the muscles. uh, And uh, a lot of people have, for example, inflammation, but there's inflammatory thoughts and emotions as well as literal inflammation in the body that you might feel in your fingers or wrists if you have arthritis, for example. So we really We we think we're like, oh, I'm so tough. I'm just going to like not feel this. And like you are tough. You are so strong. But what if you allowed yourself to feel it and then be done with it versus trying to bury it down because it's going to come back up in some way later on, whether that's an emotional blowout or it's chronic pain or it's Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid-conditioned autoimmune disease. So for me, I'm so passionate about helping people become more aware of their emotions and expressing them in a healthy way versus allowing them to get to that place where it's like, oh, now I have pain in my physical body. Does that make sense?
0: Total sense. Total sense. I've been talking a lot with my one-on-one clients recently about in this process of um, working on self-love and all of these Mm -hmm. pieces. When we're having these negative thoughts about ourselves, to feel them, to express them, not to hide from them. Because if we hide from them, they go somewhere. Like, they don't just magically disappear because we don't want to deal with
1: them. Yeah, they don't. They don't just disappear. And, of course, I've worked with the people who are like, oh, well, you know, I – I think it does. I think it does disappear. I I don't feel that way anymore. And it's like, well, you might not feel the emotion anymore, but it might have turned into something else. Like, like I was saying before, that uh, pain in your wrist, for example.
0: One of the uh, topics that you talked about in that podcast that I was referring to, also that really was interesting to me, was not begrudging your physical symptoms, but listening to what your body is telling you. And then really diving into that. I think you had mentioned about, like, if you had a scratchy throat, not saying, like, oh, like, why is this happening Mm -hmm. to me? But exploring. Yeah.
1: So whenever I get a physical symptom now in my life, and I didn't give all of your listeners the details of my health journey because it's a very long one, but I still have autoimmune diseases, fibromyalgia, celiac disease, vitiligo. And I'm still working through releasing some copper toxicity in my body and a little more hormone balancing. So there's still things I'm working on, even though I've come so far. And so I'll still get these physical symptoms and something will pop up. And my my skin was a huge issue for a long time. And that's something that, along with the vitiligo, I was experiencing acne and cystic acne. And I would just, I used to look at that zit on my face and get so effing angry I would just be like oh why me why is my skin like this and I would just get more angry at it and now when something like that pops up I I take a deep breath (laughs) and yeah it's a little frustrating because I'm a 31 year old woman that still gets a occasional you know acne here and there but instead of meeting it greeting it with anger I see that in the mirror and I go okay deep breath, what is my skin showing me today? What message does my skin have for me today? And I'll be honest with you, it took some practice to get there (laughs) because I was very trained in the other reaction, that other, just much more anger, self-hate even, and then to get to this point where it's like, you know what, my body is inherently a self-healing organism. And if that's really true, if my body can heal itself, then why would it just, you know, for the hell of it, pr- bring up all these things that are painful or annoying or frustrating? I, I, th- I don't think it would. I think, I think that those things that we perceive as bad or annoying or frustrating are actually just messages they're little signs they're little messengers from our insides our body that we we can't see right like there's so much going on inside our body that we don't even understand let alone can't see and when uh, my left shoulder has pain I go okay left shoulder (laughs) what message do you have for me today and usually because our left side is our feminine energy I look into what's going on in my own feminine energy that during that that time of my life and it's so much more empowering to just have a conversation with your body instead of nitpicking at it and hating it and you know telling it it's bad or it's wrong when it's 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 part of you it's it's just trying to help you and that shift in conversation and mindset around it has been transformational for me and my relationship to my physical body
0: Well, and I can only imagine if we are then beating ourselves up because, and I totally get the acne issue, like I have not had great Mm -hmm. skin forever. And so when I was hearing you say, like, I look in the mirror and like ask myself, like meet it with kindness and compassion. I'm like, one, she's a little more enlightened right now than (laughs) I'm feeling. And two though, but if that makes sense, if it's already an emotion, if it's already a manifestation of something. And then I'm just beating myself more mm-hmm. about it. That's only perpetuating that exactly.
1: cycle. Exactly. And I was, I was in that cycle. I felt so stuck in that cycle for so long until this idea was presented to me. I mean, I didn't make this up. Like It was an idea that was presented to me. And I was like, wow, that feels really hard. <laughs> but what if I just tried? What if I just next time I look in the mirror, I just tried and gave it a shot gave it a whirl no expectations and so I did it and I'm like wow I already feel better this already feels better to just not dig like literally for my, my skin like dig at myself and try to like because girl I am a pimple popper I can't contain myself and it's <laughs> like no like what if this was just a message for my body and I'll, I'll share it. your skin is often our, our boundary. So, I mean, it it literally is like what keeps everything inside of our body, right? Like keeps our bones and blood and all the cells inside our body, but it's our boundary with the world too. So if you feel like your boundaries are being um, disrespected, broken, Um, if there's any sort of threat to your boundaries in any way that can show up in your skin. Skin is also how you present yourself to the world, right? Like that's what everyone sees this outer shell of your being. And so if in some way you feel like you're not being your true authentic self, or you feel like you aren't being seen or perceived by other people, the way you want to be, that can also show up in your skin. And once I started to learn these things and go, Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that that's really me. Ah, yep, that's, that rings true for me. Maybe that's true. It was just a whole different way of looking at it that allowed me to more easily start to ask those questions. Okay, what message is this, this sending my me? What message is my body sending me today?
0: How did you start that process of just opening up that to that mind Mm. shift?
1: Meditation is a beautiful, I'd say, like, fast track towards that mindfulness as a whole. Because, again, you know, I work mostly with empathic women who feel deeply. Uh, and when we're going about our life, and, I mean, even if your listeners have never heard the word empath, like, let me just tell you a little story and it might resonate and you might realize you are an empath, uh, without having known it before. But if you're going through your life and you, you know, just like an average day you wake up and, uh, I don't have children, but many women I work with have children and they're helping their kids get ready for school and their daughter's just in a mood that day. And, and you feel in your body, like, my daughter's just like, oh, she's so frustrated today. And Now I'm feeling frustrated. Wait, what am I frustrated about? Oh, that's my daughter's frustration. And then you go to work Mm -hmm. and your boss, like, I don't know, just broke up with his girlfriend. So he's all pissy (laughs) and, you know, he's taking it out on everybody and projecting and you're like oh my god I'm just feeling so pissed off at my boss and it's like no I'm just feeling his pissiness it's not actually mine I woke up and everything was good today and by the time you get home that night right and those are like two examples of potentially hundreds of of connections and interactions you have on any given day of your life whether that's in person or online because we have the same type of energetic exchange on social media or if you work from home too you get home and you're like holy crap, I'm full. I'm exhausted. I'm, I, and I, by full, I mean energetically full. But also the food you put in your body has energy too. So it's like all these interactions with the people on the subway and the boss and the daughter and the food that you're eating and the water you're putting into your, into your mouth and, and consuming, all of that has its own little energetic code or frequency. And by the time you get home at night, you're like, I'm effing tired because you've carried all of that but not in a mindful way. So meditation to me is that fast track to, okay, like literally the pause button. And by pause, I do not mean a lack of thought or feeling or emotion or like nothingness. I think that's a misconception of, of meditation is that you have to like levitate and (laughs) you have to Mm -hmm. have a lack of thought like just blackness or something nothingness and it's like no there's always thoughts coming in and out and in and out but what it does for the person who feels so deeply is allows them to realize what they're actually feeling and is that feeling mine or is it somebody else's and if it's not mine in this moment Can I actually just let it go? Because it was never mine to carry in the first place. And so I have a daily morning meditation practice and occasionally it gets pushed to the afternoon (laughs) because I'm an imperfect (laughs) human being. Because that's honesty. But uh, most of the time it's in the morning and it's just a really good way to go, okay, what am I still carrying or holding on from yesterday? And can I just clear, can I clear all this so that I can have these conversations with myself in a more mindful, aware, loving way versus feeling so full all the time. And to me, that fullness often correlates with anxiety as well. I used to have panic attacks every single day just a couple of years ago. And so much has shifted since I've become more aware of my own stuff and started that meditation practice. What are other methods that you use to cleanse or protect your energy? Mm, I love that. So I have a, quite a large toolbox and I will mm-hmm. tap into it as I'm intuitively called. So some days meditation, it just is not, take it yesterday. Yesterday, for example, I woke up, I'm in the middle, I'm in LA right now and I'm in the middle of a eight day training oh my, for an empath. I, I was just like, you know what, I've meditated the last few days and today my body, I've been sitting in this training all day, like on my butt, (laughs) not moving as much. I'm like, I I need a movement meditation this morning. And so I danced. And so I just like, I'm at an Airbnb. I turned on my Spotify on my phone all the way up and I just danced around this Airbnb. And I think of my, well, my arms kind of, and I'm I'm not going to claim I'm a great dancer, but it's a good way (laughs) to release and clear energy because you're moving your body. And so that could be a workout as well. I just, um, in the morning, sometimes I'm more inclined to just move organically and just this dance of like like literally shaking off the crap that I don't need to be carrying that I'm just in this habit this ritual almost of carrying it's like oh let this go girl and so I dance Um, other times I do go to my meditation sometimes for me it helps to write things out and to pick up my journal and just express myself without any judgment without needing to do anything with those journal pages like I can throw them away I can just keep them in the book like there's nothing there's no end goal other than expression Uh, I also love to bring in some of my holistic healing tools like sage I love Palo Santo but I think of Palo Santo as more of this purifying energy whereas I think of sage as like literally like Like the activated charcoal for your aura (laughs) (laughs) versus like, I don't know if your listeners ever use activated charcoal, but activated charcoal will soak up all the toxins in your body. I think of sage like that activated charcoal for the aura because it's going to be sucking up any sort of like energetic cords or attachments you maybe have collected. Uh so all' sage, and then I love essential oils. I use essential oils every single day. They're just I think of them as just really these beautiful gifts from Mother Nature, from earth, Earth energy that can benefit us on a very cellular level. And uh, lemongrass is one of my favorite for clearing as well as the Clary sage essential oil. Uh, And then I love, love, love my, my go-to when I feel like, man, I am carrying some crap today. I take a salt bath and I put a boatload of salt in there. And same thing, I think of it as kind of like sucking out any of the stuff that's not mine and clearing my energy. And sometimes when I'm feeling, feeling that, that heavy, heavy stuff, I'll, I'll stay in the bath when I click the drain to, to drain down, to let the water out. And I will just close my eyes and I'm in this, you know, hot bath. So I'm not really getting cold because my body had already warmed up enough. And so I'm just feeling the water go down and go down. Maybe I'm watching it go down the drain. And you're just, as it goes down and down and down every second, every breath, I'm like, okay, it's leaving okay it's leaving it's going away now you can do the same thing in the shower I'm just like totally a bath girl but you can imagine the water washing away that stuff too so those are just a few a few things I do to clear but it's so oh it's so vital for me in my day-to-day to be consistently doing some aspect of that so that I don't ever get to a point now where I'm just like ah I just don't even know what's mine what's not mine and all that anxiety comes back up like I used to experience
0: I have to imagine that that visualization piece too is very powerful in that releasing and in that Mm -hmm. cleansing ritual or practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mm, use visualizations in my meditations as well. Sometimes I'll just imagine like my exhale, my exhale breath. I breathe in more of what I desire and I exhale out, and I imagine it like this black, foggy smoke that's just leaving me everything that I don't need. And I'll, I'll keep doing just an inhale and an exhale. And each exhale gets a little less black until it's gray, until it's just more translucent, leaving my body. And, you know, sometimes that takes a minute. Sometimes that takes 20 minutes. But... it it feels so much better afterwards. And those visualizations are really powerful for your subconscious mind as well.
0: One piece that you mentioned, or I've heard you talk a little bit too about is muscle testing. Can you explain what that is to
1: the Mm -hmm. listeners? Yeah. You said muscle testing, right? Yeah. yeah. So muscle testing is a beautiful way to, communicate with your subconscious or unconscious mind which actually and I've seen different statistics but they say 90 to 95 percent of your programming and in, in, in your mind is in that subconscious that we're not even tapping into versus the five to ten percent which is conscious okay uh, I am you know on on the phone recording this with you right now and I can see my hand and I can I'm looking and I'm like seeing with my visual eyes but our our subconscious is described to me in a really beautiful way it's like until I say this right now you probably aren't thinking of the feeling of your feet or whatever your feet are touching. That's your subconscious. It's just your feet are touching something, but you're not consciously aware of that in every single moment. You're more probably aware of what you're saying, if you're talking or what you're looking at, if you're looking at it or what you're reading in the online or scrolling through Instagram. And so our our subconscious is just like everything that we don't already know. And so what if we had a physical symptom or something, an, an emotion as well that we were trying to understand within our body and instead of just depending and relying on that five to ten percent of the conscious mind we could tap into some of the information the deep wisdom and knowledge of the unconscious that's what muscle testing does it allows us to tap into that information that was previously perceived as not available and so what we do is there's, there's different styles of, of muscle testing. One of the, one this is where I like to start with people is the standing muscle test typically because people can really feel it in their body. And I will say, if you are an overanalyzer, if you are someone who second guesses or is, it's really hard for you to get out of your critical thinking, then this can be challenging, but it does not mean that you can't do it. And what if, if you're already like, that's me raising my hand. Okay. I'm that girl. <laughs> and then, as best as you can clear your energy before you go into this, don't ask the question that you really, really, really want an answer to. Ask a question that you're completely neutral on the answer to and allow yourself to practice with questions more like that than questions that are like life dependent or something. <laughs> and so uh, the standing muscle test is if, if, if anyone's listening and they're they're not following me, explaining it auditorily, then close your eyes and try to visualize this as long as you're not driving. <laughs> to stand, you would stand up in an open space just, just so that you're not going to hit anything around you with your feet about hip width apart and you just plant your feet flat on the ground and you might even shake your body a little like just like literally like that clearing kind of that dancing clearing energy just like let it go maybe put a little bend in your knees if you lock out your legs and then just let your arms rest naturally down by your side shoulders just soften so you're just standing you're just standing up straight and then you would say something that you know to be true and so for me I always include Uh, or I usually my go-to thing to be true is my name so I say my name is Sarah and you can say that in your mind or you can say it out loud and again you might want to try both to see which one gives you a better stronger response and so if I were standing up right now and I said my name is Sarah what we would typically see is the body leans slightly forward it's almost like someone's like kind of behind you giving you like a little loving nudge slightly forward and we think of this as attracting towards as in it's true or it's a yes now I would like shake that off come back stand my stand with my feet hip width apart take a deep breath in and I would say something I know not to be true and this is just a test to see to see if you're testable if it's working for you so I would say something like, you know, my name is Megan, and I would get a, if, if it's working, I would get a backward movement, kind of like someone was just like, not like coming up and like smacking you in the chest to knock you over, but just like a little like leaning backwards. And sometimes I do need to like step my fo- foot back to catch myself because it feels like I'm going to fall over. Other times it's really more micro movement. And so I would feel this, this away from, and that, that would be an indication of a no or a false. Now there's every once in a while, there's a situation of somebody who is in reverse. And so they, they move forward for their, their no's and they move backward for their yeses. And other times there's like a little, just, little oddities that you might go forward and a little to the right for your yes and you might go forward and a little uh, excuse me backward and a little left to your for your no and that's okay doesn't mean you're broken or anything it's just all of our bodies are so unique and and individual and so that's a great way to see if you're testable and then when you have a question that you actually want to ask you could say it in a in a statement that then would be true or false, or you could ask a question that is a yes or no question. Your, your body's not gonna like all of a sudden be like, well, the answer is X plus, and it's like, it doesn't give you all those details, but if you ask really good specific questions, you can get yes and no's and trues and false. And so I might say something, I use this a lot for food. And so I might say, uh, and let's use that example you asked me about previously a physical manifestation of something in the body and so i the first big like moment for me with muscle testing actually i'll tell this story was with foods and i it was during that period of cystic acne so much frustration just like straight line of acne down my like cheek jaw line it was so frustrating and so I stood there and I did my test. My name is Sarah. Okay. Yep. This is working. My name is, I think I said my brother's name, Joe. Okay. Nope. Okay. So now I feel yes and no. Now I'm going to say, do, do, for example, nuts, do nuts create inflammation in my skin? Yes or no. And I was just going through foods that I kind of suspected. So I'm using my conscious mind and a little bit of my critical thinking to go, what, what could it be? And eventually I got to eggs and I said, do eggs create inflammation in my face, or you could say acne as well? Do, or, or do eggs create acne for me? And I got such a strong yes. My body, my whole body, moved forward, and I'm like, "Well, crap!" Because <laughs> I was really enjoying my morning eggs, and I'm like, oh, "You know what? Let's just let's just experiment." I was totally not bought into this process at that time, but I was like desperate to heal my my skin, so I'm like, "I oh, you know, I'm just gonna cut eggs out for two weeks." within 2 weeks i had not gotten one new zit pimple any breakout mm. i was still healing the old stuff it was still you know fading and going away but no new bumps came up and at that moment i was like this is freaking i'm i'm a magician i'm magical i'm a wizard <laughs> but it's 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 not so woo or mystical as people think it's really just tapping into the subconscious mind our body already has all of the answers all the answers are already within you so you can use this for so so many things is that making sense
0: a hundred percent I I, I yes. use it
1: for other things too like even this is another way to do it just slightly different so say you're at the store you're at Whole Foods and you're trying to pick a supplement for I don't know maybe you have a cold and you need something to more natural to help ease your sore throat or something and you've got three different options on the on the whatever shelf in front of you in the Whole Foods like supplement section so you I would grab the elderberry or something and I would hold that literal package up against my heart and I would see if my body moved into it or away from it. And then I would pick up the other one, move forward or away. And they might all be forward towards like a yes, your body wants that, it needs that. And at that point, I'd probably look at the ingredients and use more of my critical thinking to pick which one I really wanted to take. But you might also get one that's like, nope, okay, that ginger, mm, no, that's not what your body wants right now. Okay, elderberry, yes, okay. So then I go and I I buy the elderberry. It's like a really cool way to like nonchalantly also, you don't have to like look like a total weirdo in the Whole Foods aisle, you just... Put it up against your chest, and you see what you see. What your body does, and it's just it's using more information that's already in your body to make more empowered decisions. And that, to me, is just the coolest, coolest thing.
0: I am obsessed with. I've never really thought about using it with the idea of food, or you know, other things too, other than just kind of like random questions. Mm -hmm. But as somebody who has. In the past struggled with disordered eating and now having autoimmune issues, having to eliminate foods and things. It was a very triggering space to be in because you were kind of having to be restrictive again, but for a very different purpose. But then to really take that power and saying like, no, this is what your body is telling you. Like it's not you restricting Mm -hmm. for external factors. It's internally. This is what your body is needing or not. needing."
1: Absolutely. And I totally understand that feeling of lack around elimination diets or Like I mentioned, I have celiac disease, like gluten is a no, Gluten's going to be a no for rest of my life. But then there's a long list of other stuff that I found hasn't been working so well, too. And it's easy to get into that lack and scarcity mindset of, well, I can't eat anything. And it it can be a slippery slope actually did like a four or five part series on food fear and food anxiety on my podcast, because I'm like, wow, this is a thing in the autoimmune world because it's like just so much anxiety around is this food going to make me more inflamed is this food going to put me into a flare and instead like you mentioned feeling more empowered around Oh, okay, no, my body is just showing me what's going to help it, it heal versus what's going to keep me in this inflamed or diseased state. And instead showing you, okay, this is what's going to help you heal. It might not be this way forever too. Like I'm currently on a grain-free diet, but it doesn't mean I, I might not have some some rice someday, you know, gluten-free rice. It's that That could come back. But right now I'm just listening, just listening and being that more mindful observer of my body so that it can send me messages and when we don't when we don't stop to just like pause and listen then we don't we don't typically get the messages and then we're like oh i'm not getting them i'm gonna my body hates me poor me why me victimhood 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 and i i also get that because i've totally been there imperfect human being over here I, i understand but it's Like this other way of living your life feels so, to me, feels so much better to go, you know what, this, some of this is temporary and I can see this as an opportunity to heal and to communicate and get to know my body better versus feeling all this victimhood or hatred towards myself.
0: Well, and that comes back to what we were talking about just a few moments ago of not begrudging those physical symptoms, not playing victim to that but getting to hold that power like you're not spiraling out of Mm -hmm. control you just have to listen and then you get the power to choose what to do with that
1: yeah absolutely and I go back to because I do a lot of energy work in, in my own life and with with my clients too it's like you always have free will Your free will is there to choose how to respond, to choose how to react, or even respond or react, one or the other. It's like we always have this power over our reaction, our emotions, our, our thoughts. And there's very, very, very little other parts of our life that we actually do have control over, right? Control is the greatest illusion. Change is our only constant. And so let's stop trying to force and control everything in our life and like kick our feet up and s- surrender. But surrender not in give up, surrender in tr- as in trust, Trust deeply that the body is not against you, and instead that it it it's, it is sending you the messages that you that would be helpful in your healing.
0: It's always working with us, not yes, against us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have talked about Sarah, your podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you've mentioned a little bit of with clients. But let everybody know uh, how how you interact with your clients. What are the programs that mm-hmm. you have? What is your podcast? Where can people find you? Yeah,
1: so... Again, my brand is The Empowered Empath. I love hanging out on Instagram and just – especially Instagram Story. Instagram Story is really fun for me. I feel like I get to take people along in this journey of my own healing and just everything I'm learning and and sharing stories. But I also have opportunity to work with me one-on-one. I help the the more disempowered empaths who want to become empowered and understand their body, whether that's physical – energetic, spiritual, or all of the above uh, and I also work with women who are building their businesses and so especially the empath entrepreneur who's like oh my gosh yeah it's, it's so scary for me to go out and sell and to put myself out in the world but at the same time I have a deep powerful message that I want to share and so I love working with people one-on-one in both of those capacities. I also have many online courses some of them are evergreen or digital meaning you can access them at any time on autoimmune autoimmunetribecourses.com and I am currently in the middle of a launch called earn like an empath which is the energy behind sales so instead of that one two three cookie cutter strategy it's just a lot of what we talked about today the mindfulness and the energy behind selling and it doesn't have to be this icky gross weird feeling awkward thing and instead it can just feel super fun like you're actually allowing your light to be to shine out into the world and people are excited to pay pay you so I'm always doing a lot of different things again like you mentioned I have my podcast healing uncensored as well but if anyone wants to start by following on Instagram I would love to get to know you
0: i love that and so many like you said so many just interesting avenues but they're all a part of you and then you can give that to so many others
1: as well Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I just want to say thank you so much, Megan, for, for having me on today, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk, especially about muscle testing, because I think it's something that so many people can easily, for free, start to implement into their life mm-hmm. and start to get answers that they did not even realize were there.
0: I feel so as well, and just kind of, I think that's a really nice path for people to begin to tap into the idea that they really are intuitive, whether whether you've always felt that way or mm-hmm. not, that yeah. we really are readers of our own bodies and mm-hmm. know.
1: Yes. So, so beautiful. So I hope everyone goes and tries because you like, give yourself the chance, like just, just try it. It doesn't matter if uh, full transparency again, I'm always going to be transparent. Close the door for me I closed the door shut the shades and I was like what are you doing Sarah and I did it anyways <laughs> I just did it anyways and if you just let yourself play like tap into your inner child and just just be open be open be curious to what could possibly come up and you just never know what might be there so if anyone's feeling like oh I really want to try that but I'm scared just just trust for one moment and, and give yourself the chance
0: I end every episode with just a couple rapid fire Mm -hmm. questions. And so the first that I'm going to ask, and normally I don't ask this, but because you are a crystal Mm -hmm. healer, I need (laughs) to know, what is your favorite crystal?
1: I love Labradorite. So it sounds like the dog Labrador, (laughs) but Labradorite. And the reason I love this crystal is when you look at it, it can kind of look kind of mm, bluey gray. But when you hold it up the light, there's often a rainbow inside of it. And it's a beautiful crystal for opening your intuition and your third eye chakra, which is that seed of intuition and enlightenment. So it's one of my favorites to work with in my own just self-discovery.
0: Ooh, I'm going to buy <laughs> yeah, some of those later crazy. today. Really
1: cool. Yes. What is your super weapon? Did you say superpower? oh yeah superpower. Mm. i would say well at first the first time i tried muscle testing i'm like this is a superpower i'm a yeah. friggin' witch <laughs> but now i think it's my intuition as a whole i really truly believe that uh we all have the in, these intuitive abilities and for for me mine has become a superpower that it was the thing is it was always there it was always there but now i've opened it i've unlocked it i've accessed it and i use it every single day and it it really makes me feel magical (laughs) and what does being fierce mean Mm, to you being fierce (sighs) i think of fierceness and i think of resilience i think of this like deep unshakable groundedness for for what I truly believe in, care about, and value in this world, and just this resilience to not give up on it.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Thank you. That's
0: beautiful. Thank you, Sarah. This has been absolutely fantastic. There was a piece in there where I actually forgot that I was supposed to be partaking <laughs> in this because I was just so engrossed in everything that you were saying and I know the listeners will be oh, as well thank
1: you so much again this is just so fulfilling for me to be able to share share these tools so I thank you for the platform
0: thank you so much for listening to the fit and Fears podcast if you enjoyed it please head over to itunes subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review it's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way See you next time.